Homestead, Parts 5 and 6 Light My stomach rumbled, so much for the celestial realm. I considered my guest's quiet form for a moment, then promptly rose to the challenge of finding a quick nourishing meal that didn't require an engineering degree. I swept past Ben, marched down the porch steps, and crossed the backyard to the woodpile. I grabbed a couple of thick logs, snatched a handful of twigs from the brush pile, and charged into the house. After assembling a conflagration in the wood stove, I popped the four limp loaves into two shelves and closed the door with a sense of accomplishment. Next, I gathered three plastic containers, usually used for juice, and plotted to the prairie grass. I waded through the green tangle and stopped at the well pump. The steel handle glinted in the fading light. I pumped it a bit, and sure as shooting, clear water gushed out. Before I could break a sweat, I filled the three containers and then realized that I only had two hands. Plodding back and forth, I managed to get all three containers to the wood stove where I poured their contents into a large metal pot on the stovetop. I covered it with a lid, checked the fire, added a few more sticks, and nearly pounded my chest with happy satisfaction. Sitting at the kitchen table, Ben chuckled. To my surprise, he hadn't deemed my marvel of efficiency as a proper excuse to run off and help some helpless neighbor. Linda, perhaps? Ben pointed to the chrome refrigerator. You might want to use what's in there before it goes bad. I blinked. Images of sour milk, rancid cheese, and brown lettuce rose in my mind. Before I could stop them, rude words poured forth from my lips. How long have you been here? He tapped his watch and shrugged. Don't know, but too long, apparently. He rose to his feet and smiled, tipping his head in a gentleman's goodbye. Glad to know that you can manage so well. I'll head out now. He paced to the kitchen door and nodded. If you need me, just call. I didn't know how to answer. I didn't want to need him. Thanks. If you need me, you know where I am. I rolled my eyes. The guy was only trying to help. It wasn't until after he'd left that I realized he'd forgotten that the phones didn't work. I couldn't call him. My stomach rumbled. A volcano with dire predictions if I didn't attend to internal matters. I swung open the refrigerator door and decided that... A day of impossibilities. Yes, okay, you got me. I did forget the bread. But since I completely forgot the wood stove and let the fire go out, I stood amazed the next day, like a child on Christmas morning, to discover that instead of four burnt-to-a-crisp loaves, I actually had something edible waiting for me in the wood stove. Still dressed in my pajamas, it was the sudden memory of the bread that shot me out of bed. I gingerly pulled out the pans and placed them on the cool stovetop. If I hadn't been so bloody miserable missing Liam and the kids, I probably would have done a happy dance. 
but happy was not to be. Not with my heart constricted and panic ready to seep from the pores of my skin. Liam had an autoimmune disorder, nothing terribly serious, but his body could go into painful flares without his medication. He'd taken enough for his trip to L.A., but as he planned no intention of staying more than the required three days, he probably hadn't packed extra. I tossed a prayer to heaven. Please, God, assure me that he took extra, or that a doctor is near at hand, or he meets a pharmacist who happens to carry around extra doses of prednisone? A gentle breeze wended its way through the open window, fluttering the lacy white curtains. I took that as a sign. Then I snatched up one pan and carried it to the table. I plopped it onto a breadboard, snuck the jam jar from the dark refrigerator, and slathered a slice. Oh, and, I prayed between chews, thanks for this day's bread. A headache slowed my reaction time so it took me longer than usual to realize that someone was knocking at my kitchen door. Ben? Surely not. I glanced out the window. It couldn't be much after 6 a.m. Linda peered through the storm door window. Anxiety lined her face, but she lifted a thermos like a peace offering. I know just what you need. Conflicted between the need for my morning coffee and irritation, I opened the screen door and stepped aside. She pulled a second thermos from behind her back. We'll chat over hot coffee, like old times. My mind ricocheted around the room, the morning light streaming in the kitchen windows, a hen clucking in annoyance at the collie's advances, Linda sidling over to a chair and plopping down as if the last couple of days had never happened. My headache sped into overdrive. An image of Ben with his hands folded, concerned yet strangely peaceful, filtered through my mind. Liam, Juan, and Dana should be sitting at the table, joking and eating breakfast together. Oh, God, when will I see them again? Linda took a hearty swig from her thermos. You better drink up. It took Josh an hour to get the fire warm enough to heat up our camp coffee pot. Lucky I still had that old thing. I got the rust out, don't worry. I unscrewed the top and took a tentative sip. Youch, it was definitely hot. But the scalding actually felt good going down. Caffeine addict that I was, relief cruised through my body. I sank back into the chair and realized, with only slight discomfort, that Linda was fully dressed while I was still in my morning rumpled condition. My hair undoubtedly looked like I'd spent quality time in close proximity to a wind turbine. Linda didn't seem to mind, especially not considering the fact that she was drooling, quite literally, at the sight of my home-baked bread. Being a good Christian woman, I sliced a thick piece, placed it delicately on a napkin, and nudged the jam jar with a strategically placed spoon in her direction. Eat up. I've got three more. Linda didn't waste any time. I shouldn't have been surprised when...